there was a period in that time period where being a redneck was kind of cool, I guess. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on. One of you nuts has got any guts. Put a smile on that face. You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you, but what right? Because I have a right to be. I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Let the healing begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle, a part of the following films network. So, this week, we are, we kind of have a heist movie week. Uh, we did Ocean's Eleven, another, another Steven Soderbergh movie. Uh, for our older film, and now we're taking a look at his newest heist film, Logan Lucky. And to do that, I have Chris Maynard from Following Films. Thanks for being on tonight. Thank you for having me back on. Yeah, of course. And it's not a horror movie this time. It yeah, seems to be some for sort once. of egregious error. <laughs> for once, it's not a horror movie. Uh, so before we jump into Logan Lucky, uh, anything you want to point people towards as far as podcasting or writing or anything like that? Uh, there's just really good podcast called trump cast that's about uh you know each week they talk about all the terrible things trump's doing so (laughs) i just call that twitter.com i don't need that in my life (laughs) no i I have i have nothing to point people towards right now just go to followingfilms.com uh you'll see some of my writing there um there's a new podcast that'll be coming out in early september with me and mike from war machine versus war horse um, called Projecting Film. So, uh, yeah, that one will be starting first week of September. So look to look for that one. All right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's jump into Logan Lucky. So kind of going into this, I had, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble kind of discussing what my expectations really were because I was kind of split. Like half of me is like, okay, it's a Steven Soderbergh heist movie. Like he knows, he knows this terrain. He knows how to do this. So I'm looking forward to this, but it looked like from the trailers, like very, like almost too silly. And I was a little worried about it going in. What were your expectations walking into Logan Lucky? Um, it was, I, I'm a big Soderbergh fan. Mm-hmm. I kind of like everything that he does for the most part. Um, he's proved me wrong several times to the point where <laughs> I've just given up trying to guess if I'm going to like anything of his sure. at this point. So it's, he's consistent enough and done stuff that I, Magic Mike is something that I wouldn't imagine would work for me that I would give a shit about. Um, but the movie's fantastic. It's great. Mm-hmm. And so, and he does these movies that he kind of threads this needle and goes back and forth between very high-minded, almost what you'd call art films and right. sort of important movies, you know, something like uh, Candelabra or Traffic or you know, right. Schizophilus, Sesquipolis and Videotape, but then also to have the Oceans movies. And he feels very natural in both those worlds. So yeah. if he's interested in it and wants to put his name on it, I'm, 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 in, I'm interested. This trailer, it wasn't grabbing me. And then the more you would hear about he was in charge of all the marketing had me a little bit worried. But at the same <laughs> time, I figured it just trailers are hard. So yeah. I, God, I, that, is that I, is I was true. so excited. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm. After you talked about that, I, I'm not sure there's anyone better at moving in between kind of the, 
the kind of art house, maybe self-important films and the fun films. Mm -hmm. Like usually, usually they struggle at one or the other. And he really seems to be really comfortable in this. I, I think this movie has some things to say, but it's way buried underneath. I think on the surface, this movie is about having a good time at the theater and not very many directors who would do a movie like Traffic or work on things like The Nick would move to something like Logan Lucky and still feel feel right in that world. And it's really strange that that's the case because, you know, actors want to move between genres like that. Very few of them are allowed to. Mm -hmm. um, I think most of them, any talented actor could do that, could pull off, you know, kind of higher minded work and very broad stuff also. Um, even somebody like Channing Tatum, who I mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about him as an actor necessarily, but he works really well in Soderbergh stuff for yeah. sure, and um, and he can do very broad comedy. He can do more serious stuff, and you know he can do something like this, which is something kind of in between, where right. um, it, it is a, a broad film and it has some pretty ridiculous stuff in it. But him and Adam Driver are very grounded in reality in their performances. Yeah, and that really surprised me. That was actually one of the things I wasn't worried about going into this movie is Channing Tatum in a comedy. Because I think he's actually really surprisingly <laughs> yeah. a very gifted comedic actor. Like I think the the things he's done that are the most memorable to me is is comedic work. But then I walk into this movie and he's kind of along with the character of his daughter and his brother, he's the heart of this movie. He's not there yeah. for the broad comedy. He leaves that to, of all people, fucking Daniel Craig, which <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> James Bond is the, is the comedy. Okay, sure. Why not? Um, well, the, the, the most self-serious, depressing James Bond in the 50 year, yeah, 40 year history. I mean, this isn't Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton. Like this is, yeah, the kind of hard nosed yeah. James Bond version. That, so that was a big surprise and, and a good one for me. Actually, I, I mean, I just want to get this out of the way. This this is the movie this year that I can see myself rewatching the most. Like I had so much fun mm. watching this movie, and I was really not expecting that. I think it's Soderbergh has a really tough line to kind of toe here because when you you know it's essentially in a lot of ways in the in the trailers at least it looked like okay here's the redneck Ocean's Eleven right. Um, it's a heist movie. Yeah, and they called it 7-Eleven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I love that they actually made reference to that in the film. Like, we're mm -hmm. going to, we know, <laughs> we know you've seen heist movies by Soderbergh before, so we're just going to put it out there. And it would be really easy for the movie to come off like it's making fun of its protagonists. Um, because, mm -hmm. because, oh, they're stupid, they're rednecks, blah, blah, blah. But I never really felt that way during this movie. And I'm, you know, I'm doing that other podcast with Mike. I'm the coastal elite, right? I'm the one who should be laughing at the rednecks. But I was totally on board with this West Virginia plotline. Like, I was like, yeah, let's, let's have more of this. And I was really impressed with how he towed that line with still having these comedic moments, but never feeling like your main characters were truly a source of mockery. Well, I never felt like this movie – I don't think there's a lot of DNA outside of structure and plot that it has with Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. Mm, I, I don't agree. think it's the, that type of movie. Those are movies about people that are incredibly cool, doing incredibly mm -hmm. cool things in situations that you'll never be in. It's just look at movie stars acting like movie stars. <laughs> aren't they badass? Right. Logan Lucky is kind of – it's far more rooted and you feel yes. like these are people that – you're never looking up to them. You're kind of just pulling for them. Yeah. In the Oceans movie, you're enjoying watching them do this thing because they're just so badass at doing everything. In this, you're actually pulling for these characters to 
to get through this. And at each turn, there's you see a different side of their humanity that just makes you like them more. And it's a really effective film. <laughs> yes. So so as I was watching this movie, I kept thinking, like, this is the anti-Ocean's Eleven. Like, yes, it's a heist film. Yes, it shares that structure. But uh, when you watch a movie with movie stars like Ocean's Eleven, you have this immediate buy-in. You're like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out for them. And in some ways, it makes it a little bit harder to root for them. Where, like, I'm not sure totally if I'm behind George Clooney trying to get Julia Roberts back because he's kind of a jerk. Um, And in this movie, (laughs) you're never sure how smart and how cool people are. Like, yes, he has laid out this plan and put it on the fridge with a magnet, but you are you don't get that plan explained to you. It, it feels like nonsense as you're watching it. So you're never sure when things are going to go wrong. And it even sets up this idea of things going wrong. I think they put up put something on the, on the list of 10 steps, as in shit happens, and then shit happens mm-hmm. again. So you are kind of waiting for that. And until the end of the movie, you're not sure really who the brains behind the operation is and how much brains there are. And I like that, that moment of kind of keeping the audience in, in suspense kind of till the final frame. And it's, it's, I, I don't know that the movie needs to pull it together the way that it does. Um, I, I like that it shows how everything pulled together, but I was perfectly satisfied knowing that they pulled it off. I didn't need all the details of the right. heist and the moment where you get the behind the, Oh, look at this. We're going to have this moment where we show you how the magic trick was done. Sure. It was just cause that was the part of the story. I just didn't really care about as much. Um, you know, you, you show that little girl singing and I was all yeah. in, you know, that, that part of it, I cared about the fact that, you know, he's taken the job working at Lowe's, like, like right? as stupid as that sounds like I actually was touched by that. So, and that's just, I was willing to go along with these guys, whatever they were doing. Yeah. I was actually surprised at how well this movie works emotionally. Uh, I was mm-hmm. expecting kind of just to have fun. And I think that's, if there's a weakness of the oceans movies, it's that like, you know, I don't think it's going to it's going to make you misty eyed watching, you know, George Clooney and Brad Pitt succeed like that's, you know, that's kind of what you expect. But when you see this, you know, this construction worker with a limp who's been fired unfairly and he's divorced and he's trying to deal with, you know, you know, not being able to live with his kid and trying to deal with his ex-wife and deal with his, you know, kind of crazy family. I think that stuff really works for me. And I think if it doesn't, I'm not sure this movie is cool and crazy crisp enough and i think that's by design for it to work like i think you have to have that buy-in oh of course and that's why i think the comparisons really don't work for the oceans films and a lot of his other stuff it honestly feels like this is going to sound strange probably out of context um because i think the age gap between us will probably become very apparent right now <laughs> but it reminds me of um burt reynolds movies from the late 70s and no early that 80s. is a great uh, call yeah absolutely okay. yeah no i know exactly what you're talking believe it or not I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, like, you know, if you're watching something like uh, Smokey and the Bandit, it's mm-hmm. that, you know, that there was a charm to those movies and it was just you kind of felt for these people. You know, you were watching. It was kind of there was a period in that time period where being a redneck was kind of cool, I guess, yeah. um, where you had um, Clint Eastwood, that movie where he's riding around with the monkey and those kinds yeah. of things. So any which way, every which way but loose. Yeah. Yeah. And so those kinds of things. And it feels like it's more along that aesthetic and that style Mm -hmm. than it is with anything that he's done before. And he's kind of playing with that. And that's oddly enough, something I don't hear people talking about with this movie, which I find really interesting because that was the first thing I was thinking about when I was watching this. 
And then when you get to a, a specific song cue that comes later in the film, it was straight out of that. So, yep. yeah, it, I, I definitely feel like this is something very unique in Soderbergh's filmography so far. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I hope that he will do and more stuff like this and continue to put not necessarily do like a redneck trilogy, but continue to. <laughs> push himself into areas that I wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a great point. Like the, the Burt Reynolds comparison is really apt. I think these, these characters are working class heroes, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're really, they're, you know, not to like be too cliche, but the movie in a lot of ways is about kind of sticking it to the man, you know, like really <laughs> like getting, getting your shot back at, at authority. Like whether you're talking about the, the kind of ridiculous, uh, British accent accented celebrity Seth MacFarlane, or you're talking about kind of NASCAR as this giant business that is raking in money from the quote unquote rednecks uh, of the world and kind of disrespecting them in, in a lot of ways. I think this movie actually has a lot to say about that. And it was kind of surprising that they went that route. And honestly, I feel like this movie is so well acted and it really kind of surprised me because there are people playing against type here. I think probably the weakest link for me is Seth McFarland. It's like, it feels like Soderbergh just can't not have a bad English accent uh, in his heist movies. Like he's, he went from <laughs> Don Cheadle to Seth MacFarlane and he just, he just had to have that. But I think, uh, I think Daniel Craig is really funny here. Really good. I think Riley Keough is also really wonderful as, as our main character's sister. And, and where he talked about Channing Tatum, I think he's really good here and all the emotional stuff works. I think Adam Driver is it's one of my honestly, he's one of my favorite working actors right now because he's really yeah. hard to pigeonhole. Like when you have a over the top performance like you have in his kind of in his Star Wars role, and then you have, you know, a movie like Patterson and a movie like this, like they're so different. And not to mention silence, like he's picking really interesting it felt like Star Wars is a pay the bills role where it's like, okay, now I'm gonna rank so I can do whatever I want. Is it or is it just something where Shit, why not? Why, why not, not do a Star Wars movie? Yeah, why I mean, not do Patterson? Who says why no not? to that? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you're looking and you're saying, okay, so you can do a Jim Jarmusch movie this year, you can do a Star Wars movie this year, yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Why not? Why not do yeah. all of those things? Because those of us as film fans, we're not usually defined into one genre, right. one avenue, one thing that we like. We usually have preferences, and if you can pull those things off, I mean, th- there was something really that I, when I was watching the trailers for this film initially, I was concerned about the idea of him being brothers with Channing Tatum, that that just, they look so much alike. Would, <laughs> you would, well, but there's a physicality that they both have yep. that actually I would not have, that makes them feel like they could share and they could be brothers and they mm-hmm. pull that off really well. And I don't know how much of that is Adam driver moving towards Channing Tatum or if they're meeting in the middle somewhere, but I think they feel like they could be brothers. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's like this kind of stunted movement that they both got down, like a little bit slower, a little bit more Mm -hmm. distinct. And it, and I, you know, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, these two are brothers. And by like 30 minutes in, I totally accepted it. And just like, yeah, that's good enough. You know, like it totally (laughs) works. And you know, it just, all these characters feel connected, um, even the ones that aren't related. Like even when they start talking to, you know, Joe Bang and his his cra- what were they his cousins? Is that right? 
the so, uh, the yeah i don't know what exactly yeah what the relation <laughs> yeah the, the the yeah his family that he had the one with all the twitters that he has yeah to bring in. he's got yeah. all the twitters yeah i mean and those are the moments in the trailer that i was like oh god this is really kind of chuckle heavy and i'm not sure if i'm gonna like this but it was it was just enough of that like there, I don't feel like they overplayed the humor and I don't feel like they overplayed the heart. Like this movie is really well balanced and it's a movie I hope more and more people go out to see as kind of word of mouth gets around. And I, I think it is something that people will find and it'll find its way. Right. Um, it's just, you don't see a lot of, there's not the built in audience for this kind of stuff right now. Um, it's not an easy sell because it seems like the types of films that people are, ready to go for the big franchise stuff and this isn't that it's something that's unique and different and oh um yeah i think this is a tough sell because it's not the pre-existing property that most people go to see but i think this is the type of movie that as you were saying the word of mouth will capture because this is like the uh the perfect video store movie when we used to have those the stuff that the clerk would recommend (laughs) to you something you would pass on to people and so i think this movie will have a long shelf life um if it doesn't find its audience right now um it's going to find it over time because this is just too good not to yeah yeah i totally agree all right so i think at this point we're going to go to spoilers because there's one thing there's one thing that stands out to me as something that uh, i wasn't a big fan of but it's definitely a spoiler so we're going to go there now spoilers what read ahead spoil all the surprises not peeking at the end isn't traveling with you one big spoiler that's classified it's what it's classified i could tell you but then i'd have to kill you all right so we have this whole this whole subplot near the end of the kind of investigating officers uh, trying <laughs> yeah. to figure this out uh, with a really interesting uh, performance uh, by Hillary Swank here. Uh, <laughs> are you talking? Are you talking about her vocal choice? Yes, <laughs> it's quite a choice. Um, and I think you know she made choices. Yes, and and bless her for it. Like I'd rather someone you know go big and miss than not go big at all. I, I appreciate it. But what I didn't is like the very and this is like this is a Soderbergh heist thing, like the very obvious setup for a sequel. How did you feel about that, about the way the movie ends with her kind of watching this crew and putting this all together and clearly setting up for, uh, you know, Logan Lucky 2 or whatever it may be? Do you think that's what that is? Um, I I think it's leaving itself in in. I don't think it it necessitates a sequel, but like why else have that moment at the end? Because they're they're all going to jail that night. It's over. <laughs> she's 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 it's done. I, I think that that's the perfect ending. It's just mm. it's cutting it off at the moment before it all falls apart. Yeah. And okay. so you're, you're you're giving them you're giving them a happy ending, but they're still. I mean, these people, the curse is on. Um, <laughs> so they're they're not get they're not getting away with this in the end is what it breaks down to. Um, mm. So no, I didn't see that as the opening for a sequel. I could see how you could make that happen out of this ending but i really felt like it was just wrapping everything up and saying oh by the way um yeah they're still all you know fucked they're still all screwed yeah they're not like they're not we just we just (laughs) well it it, it gives it this idea that we just spent the last 30 minutes of this movie showing how cool everybody was here how you know they they weren't the smartest guys in the room but they pulled this off right thought the cell phone trick of you know waiting till one day after it was shut off but then (laughs) she was actually one step ahead of that. Right. And so I, I, I think that that's what it's really showing is that they, they didn't get away with it. It's giving, it's the graduate ending. It's giving yeah. it that extra beat. So you realize, Oh, they, they're not going to be happily ever after these people are fucked. And I think that's what you're mm. doing with that, with this yeah. one. You know what, Chris, congratulations. You just made this movie even better. 
Uh, so <laughs> I really like that reading of it and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of end here, did you have any like favorite scenes from this movie, favorite moments, like things that really stood out to you? Anything with Dwight Yoakam in it. I oh God, he's so him. good. <laughs> I, I want him to have his own spinoff series. That's what the sequel this needs to be. It just needs to be that prison with those guys. And we don't have fires here. Nope. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was it was the perfect spice. It was seasoned just enough. I think if you get too much of him, it would probably be overkill, yep. possibly. But man, anytime he came on screen, like it took me a minute to recognize him and figure yep. out who he was. I, I remember God, hearing he was in here. this and it took like three scenes with the warden and it'd be like, oh, <laughs> right. That's fucking Dwight Yoko right there. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember as those scenes first started happening, I was like, why do we keep going back to the prison? But every time we did, I was cackling in, in the aisles. Like, I was like, this is so good. I think, uh, my favorite bits of this movie are all Daniel Craig. Like, I, I really yeah. adore this performance. Like, he really goes all out. Like, there's not a single moment of this performance where I'm like, oh, that's Daniel Craig. Like, that is Joe Bang, and he really inhabits that character. And I love, I love all the interactions between him, you know, and the Lucky family, like from the start, from when he's in jail and they hatch this plan to, you know, to bust him out and then bust him back in. Like just that disbelief that he plays really well and his interactions with the sister. Like I just absolutely loved every time he was on screen. Now, I like the fact that they didn't play him the same way they played the cousins. That yeah. he was a guy that was that just from a plot point of view that it made sense that they would need to get this guy. Right. And it's such a convoluted, ridiculous plot that I think you're better off just kind of ignoring it and going along with it. And just, you know, the movie will reveal itself. Don't mm-hmm. put up too much of a fight. Don't think too much. Just have a good time with it because that's what this is. And clearly I didn't know Daniel Craig had this much fun making movies. Right. And I would like to see this side of him more because he's great here. Yeah, you bring up a really good point that he that they separate him from the rest of his, you know, idiot <laughs> idiot family. And I like that there's yeah. this interesting there's this interesting leveling going on. Like you have the cousins who know one or two things about technology and that's kind of it and then they kind of screw everything else up. And then you got Joe Bang who's always you you can sense he's always like these idiots, you're lucky your family yeah. or I wouldn't involve you at all. And then you have Channing Tatum kind of outsmarting him. You know, so you have this kind of stepwise progression through the movie that like it would be really easy to paint all of these characters with the same brush and it makes me really happy that there's some subtlety and nuance in a movie this silly and this ridiculous. Um, he had me believing in the gummy bear bomb. I mean, that that uh, he pulled that, that alone is amazing. That's acting right there. If you make me believe that, <laughs> my god, like it's so I good. Mean, I, I actually didn't take it to the step of googling this to see chemically if it would work. <laughs> I love I, that I he puts the chemical I, equation on the wall. Like this is phenomenal. I was like, hey, it, it's kind of the um. It's the beautiful mind aspect of it, or it's the goodwill hunting. They show the equation on the wall, and oh, I'm just such an idiot. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. There's a bunch of, there's a little squiggly line this over letters there that and I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. That looks legit. That's a math yep. problem. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, this, that's a chemistry in this, I guess. A chemistry so, equation. That's how yeah. dumb I am. Well, there's math involved. It's fine. Good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I am still kind of I because I walked into this hoping that this would be good, hoping it would be okay. Like I didn't have super high expectations, and I just like the the further away I get from it, the more I like it. 
like every time I think about it, like it, it brings a smile to my face. Like I just, so I'm telling everybody like go see Logan Lucky. It is so worth it. It is so worth your time. It's, it's a heist movie, but it's unlike any heist movie you've seen. Like there are certain, there are certain benchmarks that it hits to be a heist movie, but it's so different and so funny and has so much heart. And I just, I really hope whether it's in theaters or on, you know, on streaming, I really do do hope that you're right. And this kind of finds a home and finds its audience. Well, I mean, I just can't imagine it not finding its way because it's just too good. It's just a, it's, this is a movie that remembers to be entertaining Mm -hmm. um, without being insulting. And so that's something we don't see a lot of where it's often they put, you know, in the name of entertainment, they'll reduce performance, they'll reduce plot, they'll reduce every element of it just to make something in, you know, that's supposedly entertaining. And this, it's not the case. They, they nailed it. It, it, I mean, even the problems that you have with Seth MacFarlane's accent, I mean, I think that works and it's intentional because you hear that accent and the whole point of that character is, you're supposed to want to punch that guy. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it makes me wonder, like, it's like there's already kind of buy-in there because I already despise Seth MacFarlane. So, like, as soon as he shows up on screen in that stupid fucking wig, I'm like, someone punched this guy in the face, and it happens, and everybody wins. So, <laughs> how satisfying is it? <laughs> it really was. Like, <laughs> like, do I like that performance? No. Is it necessary? Probably. It probably is. Like, I think you need you need that someone to root against in this movie. And he he fills that role perfectly. So good job on being yourself, Seth MacFarlane. Well done. <laughs> See, I, Jesus Christ. I, I think that he, he's uh, he, he has a little bit more talent than people give him credit for. Um, and it's easy to hate him. Oh, no, he has talent. Know, but I don't like him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, fair I don't think there's any arguing that like I, you know, it's really easy to negate someone who has, has made a lot of money being who he is and, you know, doing family guy and things and things like this, but he clearly has talent. Like I don't, I, I think anyone who says Seth MacFarlane is talentless, that's just, that's just pure hatred and that's okay. But I just, I just don't like, I don't like him as an actor. I don't, I don't like the person he presents himself as, but he has talent for sure. I mean, comedy is so insanely subjective Yes, that, and, and it's never right or wrong. Nope. Um, something like the big bang theory does not work for me, Right, but I'm, I'm wrong in that estimation. It's clearly funny Well, because there's a lot of people. No, no, no. No, I, I think I, you're right for of, you, but the people who think it's funny are also right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's what I was going to say that I'm, I'm not in my what if i say that's not a funny show i'm wrong because right. there's a lot of people think that's funny uh seth mcfarland his humor might not work 100 percent of the time for me mm-hmm. but he's clearly a funny guy who's yeah. been at this for quite a while and yep. um he can kind of do a little bit of everything he can actually sing um mm-hmm. yeah he can you know and he can do comedy i think he could probably do drama if he wanted to um he's usually people that are as funny as he is uh, you know s- subjective aside um, aren't as good looking as he is in a traditional handsome kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think there's a lot that may make people dislike him about it, sure. about him. And I'm not sure how much of it has actually to do with him sure. and how much of it is just that it's like, this is not fair. Stop pissing like good fortune all over this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's enough. Okay. Pick, pick a skill <laughs> and just have that. Nothing else. Like, shouldn't you have a crooked nose or something? Right. You know, well, that that's why talent? he needs to get punched in the face. 
it's perfect. Yeah. You're giving him the crooked nose in Logan Lucky. Like I said, everybody it's, wins here. <laughs> that's what I do against Channing Tatum because he's this tall, handsome, buff guy. And he so can he dance. Can be talented. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. The worst. There's too much talent in this movie. <laughs> I've totally turned around. I hate it now. <laughs> everyone is so talented. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so I think I think that kind of covers uh, most of everything I wanted to cover. Why don't you tell people one more time how they can bother you on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at following underscore films, um, followingfilms.com. Yeah, please connect with me. I would love it. I would love for one person in the world to say, hey, I heard you on that Logan Lucky episode. You're an asshole. I don't like you. Or good job. Yeah, either way, it would be nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great. All right, so we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to bring Britt on for Fangirl Fixation. We will talk about another heist movie, uh, the original The Italian Job, and then talk about what movies are coming out next week. Shannon, CG, Lauren, and Mel form the Nerds of Prey, a group of ladies bonded by comics, gaming, film, television, and fandom culture. Hang out with them bi-weekly as they dig into the very things that make them loud and proud nerds. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, check out their Patreon at patreon.com backslash nerds of prey. All right, so we're back. We're back from our break. Now it is time for Fangirl Fixation with... Ugh, I can't say that. Now it is time... I can't even remember my name anymore. Now it is time for Fangirl Fixation with Britt. Say hello, Britt. No, you can't even introduce me properly. Wakey, wakey. Never. No? Okay. All right, so anything you want to talk about before we jump into uh, your film education or the movies that are coming out this week? Uh, I apparently have the convention bug, so I'm going to Crunchyroll convention next week. Yeah, more anime conventions. For you. That is anime. an anime convention, right? Yeah, Crunchyroll. Yeah, okay. Crunchyroll is the um site that I stream all of my anime from. That's right. And this is like their first like big like annual one that they're doing on their own oh, in okay. this area. Did they used to be like hooked up with other groups? Um, they normally have like a really big booth over at Anime Expo that's in LA during oh. the summer. So not connected to Fanime at all, which is no, the other it's not Fan. Fanime is something completely different that's been around for years in, in okay. San Jose. So, so you excited about that? Are you yes, more excited no. about that than you were about Fanime? No, like, no, no, because well, like they just released the schedule and all I can think was like, man, I really wish I had gone to the panels at Fanime because they mm. sounded so much more interesting. Mm. But this is like the first time that I get to go and hang out and geek out with anime with one of my friends. So oh, that'll good. be fun. And we're like doing like low maintenance cosplay. Mm-hmm. Basically going to be Umaru. So get a run, run around in a hamster hoodie. Like, I mean, like you would at home anyways. So I know. Like, I don't no run around deal. in it at home. Though. That's I just, true. You lay down. I curl up yeah, and I nap. True. That's very true. All right. So, so Britt has the convention bug. That's a little terrifying, but yeah. you know. I mean, I can't really complain. It's not like I'm being dragged along to these anime conventions. Nope, I make sure I take other people with me. Yeah, so you you go have a good time. All right, so um, this week we are doing heist movies. So we already covered Ocean's Eleven, and we just you just heard our review on Logan Lucky. Um, and Which so you're not allowed to see. You're not allowed to see because of the cockroaches. And I thought, like, okay, it was really funny because I said we're going to do a heist movie, and you were like, "Good luck." I've seen all the heist movies. No, I said I've seen a good amount of heist movies. (laughs) And I was like, how about The Italian Job? I don't think I've seen that. Like, it's literally the first. Because I thought about doing Ocean's 12 or 13, but I just didn't want to do... Because, I mean, I like all those movies, but they're kind of the same. You know? Like, why... Yeah, I've seen the... 
the newer one, but I don't think I had ever seen the older one. And now that I've watched it, I definitely have not seen the entirety of it. There are different, definitely clips and moments that I have, I'm familiar with, but I had not seen the whole movie. Okay, so let's talk about The Italian Job. So this is a movie I had never seen before, before this week. I'd seen the remake, uh, the like yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Charles Theron. Yeah, Charlie Theron. Like Seth Green is in it too, I think. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. It's dumb, but it's but it's fun. Um, so, so I sat down to watch it and I had pretty high expectations because it's a pretty well thought of movie. Like it's mm. kind of seen as a classic. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's, let's be ready for this. So as you sat down and watched it, did you have those expectations and did they, how did it work um, out? Yeah. So I, that movie did not turn out the way I thought it was going to. <laughs> It certainly has an interesting ending. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like going to be like, I mean, let's be, I thought it was going to be like a very like classy British movie. Mm. You know, I was thinking more of like, um, what's that movie that we watched with the, the burglar who's trying to help catch the other burglar? Oh, To Catch a Thief. Yeah. Yeah, the so, Hitchcock movie. Yeah, yeah, so I thought it was going to be more along that mm, style. Not so much. Yeah. Um, and then especially like with how things were for the remake, I had expected that to be a little more, well, classic. Right. Um, though I do appreciate that this movie has now shown me all of the quotes that happens from the trip. Oh, yes. When they're doing Michael Caine. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, pretty much all of them came from came this from movie this. Yep. or from Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I mean, they. The, all I kept thinking about this movie, because I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's fine, but I wasn't like, I wasn't wowed by it. I wasn't super impressed. But it, what, it, what it really did kind of hammer down for me is like how much... How much movies have changed in the last few decades is yeah. that because this movie, I'm convinced, only got produced and only is remembered because the main actor, because Michael Caine, is so engaging. Like he, like he you is watch him, pretty. He is, and you watch him, and you're like, that is a fucking movie star. Yep. Like, and we don't really have that anymore. Like, we don't really the, survive yeah, the, on the, that. The anymore. rest of this movie was throwaway. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the main female character is pretty ridiculous. Oh like, God, yeah. she shows up, and I, I couldn't help noticing this. Like, she's, quote-unquote, driving this car, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure she's ever driven a car before, like, in real life. Because she's, Cause like, she's bouncing like, back yeah, and doing, forth. Yeah, like, the and, little wheel yeah. thing that you do when you're a kid. And it was just like, what? What are you doing right now? And then there's this whole plot line. Like, he gets out of jail, and she, like, hooks him up with a bunch of prostitutes, right? Yeah, like, ten of them. Right, which is, I mean, it's... And then she flips out. Right, so... Yeah. So, and I think that moment is really funny, like, the moment... And he, like, they don't show anything, of course, because it's a different time. Yeah. But he, like, walks out of the room. You can tell he's, like, completely exhausted. And I'm like, this is... Okay, this is funny. But then later in the movie, she finds out, like, she he cheated on her. And it's, like, this huge... I'm like... Well, this and like, and, and his character even says that he was like, right. well, "What about all the girls?" And she, and like, but she says she was like, "That was different. That was a present, right?" Like, <laughs> just like, so you're not you're not allowed to do it without my knowledge. Is basically what yeah, she was which saying. I guess which I guess makes sense. It Ethical non monogamy people, can we please like get on board with this? Yeah, it was just, but I do really like that that scene with him essentially getting beaten with stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that that scene comedically works really well, and I think that's also something that action movies now are afraid to do to have a moment where you laugh not only like because there are moments of comedy in action movies but they're usually very wry and very like uh very sarcastic yeah and it has this to is, be like a rock moment right and this is silly like this is literally your main character getting beat over the head with a squeaky toy mm-hmm. like you don't get any more ridiculous than this and i think they're afraid to do that type of thing nowadays to kind of mix genre uh so that stuff really works for me um, what about the rest of the movie? Like, did the did the car chase scenes work for you? Did the whole thing with the minis? Like, how did that? Um, 
So it like so so Dave started getting like live messaging of my mother and I finishing watching this movie. It was like live tweeting, but just for me. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And I had already seen the movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, so, at that point he had watched it like the night before. So one thing I want to say when I when I first set out to watch this movie, I was, I thought in my head like Brit is going to love this. It's a heist movie. It's British. There's minis. It's going it to be should, great. It should be like everything right. I love. It and checks it was all the not. boxes. And as I'm watching this movie, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> Brit is going to fucking hate this movie. And and what happened as you were messaging me? Uh, I got increasingly more angry. Yes. <laughs> like, like the whole scene with the minis, I was like, what happened to the whole point of being stealth? You stupid fuckers. Like, they're like driving through open air plazas and shopping centers. They yep. they drive up a fucking building. Yep. I mean, it's fun, but it's it's a little much. Like it makes no sense when they're like trying to make this whole thing about like, we're going to blend in with the traffic. Sure. sure. And then they're doing stuff that is purposely getting them chased by cops. That was stupid. And then, like, the way that they freaking, like, end it, I'm just like, I can't. Okay, so the ending, like, essentially they get chased up. It's this... literally a cliffhanger. Yes, they get chased up a cliff and the and where they have all their, all the gold is in this van and it's teetering over the edge. And they're trying to get it to balance in the right way so they can escape. And the movie literally ends with it teetering going back and forth and you don't know if he lives or dies like oh, that's God. that's the it's end of the movie so stupid and the whole thing is like you're like you're just waiting for them to go over the edge right when or this es- guy's driving or escape like just no no no, no with the way that they kept like focusing on the wheels mom and i just kept waiting for the bus to go over the edge mm-hmm. yeah and then it did and we're like okay well thanks for that giant red flag that this was gonna happen right right so and then and then it ends and my mom goes you've got to be fucking kidding me <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the ending. Like, I got what they were going for. Like, I mentioned it to you while we were texting. It's like, it's the Inception ending. So you can kind of fill in, like, either he escaped or he died. You can kind of fill that in for yourself. But I don't know that a heist movie should do that. I feel like a heist movie should show you how it ends, one way or another. Or at least, like, have something where, like, he goes off into the sunset. Right. With, like, cops chasing him or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, that would way, be fine. And then that yeah. way you don't know if he gets caught or not, but you see him getting away. Right. It's There's action being taken instead of, like, eh, and we don't know. Anyway, let's move on. And I love how my mom, like, kept complaining about how they were stacking the gold. Like, why would you put it like that? <laughs> and then, like, I was like, oh, so they could do this scene. Yep. Okay. That's, that's why, absolutely. So you also mentioned in your text, like, that there were so many characters Oh, my God. I, like, I didn't even know who half of them were, and I didn't care. So this seems like a, at this point, a heist trope, right? If you look at Ocean's Eleven, like, there's obviously 11 of them, mm-hmm. and they kind of, they introduce all these characters really quickly in, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. So do you feel like movies, more recent movies, do this better with these character introductions making you care feel, about them? I feel like the Ocean's Eleven franchise is a really good example of doing it right. Mm. Um, because they like they at least had very specific reasons for each person and they made it clear that they were important. Like they had a job. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this movie, you had like 20 people. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously only remember that one character was named Billy. <laughs> right. And that it was his dumbass that almost got them killed in the bus at the very end. Right. Because he like tried to go and grab his bottle or shoe or something. Right. Yes. And then other than that, like I had no idea who any other characters were. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the black guy's name had something to do with B in it, like big, like, <laughs> right. like, and cause he like made some crack about for obvious reasons. Right. Um, right. but he doesn't really get to talk through the whole movie, which I guess that's like part of the time, but like, yeah, it's it was, 60s. it was annoying. Sure. Um, and yeah, and then the rest of them, like, I don't even know what the, the girl's name was. Yeah. Blonde, Blondie. 
I'm just going to go with I that. I have no yeah, idea. I mean, I think this is kind of what I was getting at where this movie, ha- I mean, it has a lot of people, but it's really got one character. Yeah, Michael It's Kane. really just got Michael oh, Caine and, and that's and it. Oh, and the weird guy who's still in jail who like owns everything. Oh, yeah. Brigitte or something like that. It was very much a, a James Bond plot. Yeah. Like a silly 1970s, 1980s James plot. Yeah. Where, James Bond plot. And it was... I'm not sure it ever really worked. I'm not sure. And then, they, you know, of course, they got to bring in the Italian mafia. And it was just like, what is even... It just felt like a bunch of a bunch of ideas that could make a good movie that never quite came together for me. Like, they didn't do the work necessary. I, I do enjoy that out of all the cars that got thrown over cliffs, which of there was about, like, six or seven, there was a only lot of one of them exploded. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mom and I started keeping track of how long it took for a door to fly off. <laughs> because they were doing it so often. Yep. We were like... All right, let's see when we can see when pieces are coming off of it. Right. So did you have any favorite moments, or was this just kind of a slog to get uh, through for it you? Was, it was rough. Like, Mom kept yelling at me to put my phone down. <laughs> Watch the movie. Yeah. Your mom turned into me. Yeah. That was, okay, that's good. You got to have someone check you. <laughs> that was a level that we got to, was when I'm just like, I don't care. And she'd be like, what are you doing on your phone? I'll be like, clearing emails. Not looking at social media, not not buying things on Amazon. I'm not looking Amazon. at social media right now. It's true. I All right, took so off. here's the obvious question. Is this a great movie? N- no. Okay. Um, so why do you think other people think it's great? Like, is there is there something there that you can hold on to where you're like, oh, I see why other people get into this? Well, I don't know where heist movies were at at this point, but if point. this if this was like one of the first ones where they did like a grand mm. scheme, I could see people holding on to that because like sure. I think at this point I'm jaded with right. all the heist movies that I grew up with. Right. Um, that it's like like okay, well you've kind of seen all of them, so maybe I don't know. Like if this was like the first attempt at doing something that was like a true heist movie, right? That had a like a um, ensemble instead right. of just like one burglar maybe that's why people hold on to it yeah i mean it would be the same thing like if you say you just started watching like james bond movies the last 10 years and there's all these big action set pieces and then you go back and watch like dr no which is this very surface level movie this very kind of street level james bond and you'd be like what is this the same thing so yeah maybe maybe that's it maybe it's like kind of the start of all these heist movies that we that we grew up loving um so do you see anything in this movie um, that you've seen in like heist movies that are that are you more mean popular. Besides the Italian, besides job? the Italian, that doesn't count. That's a direct remake. So, <laughs> um, I feel like some of this is similar to um, oh god, what was that movie that we watched where they robbed the stadium? They robbed the stadium. Hmm, that doesn't ring a bell. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was the town. Oh, oh, yeah. There was, was a it? scene in the town. Yeah, they're they're robbing with Fenway an Park. Armor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there was sure. some of that that like, especially like with the whole mafia tie-in and everything, it made yeah. it feel like that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. All right, cool. All right, so neither of us were big fans of the Italian Job. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's, it's an just, early movie. And I do appreciate that it was under two hours. Yeah, an hour and thirty-six minutes or something, something like, that. like that. It's, yeah, it's not bad. All right. Um, so anything else you want to talk about before we jump into the three movies coming out and trailers? No? All right. So as far as trailers this week, we are going to start with, uh, another animated movie, uh, called Leap, uh, which is about a girl who wants to be a ballerina. Um, so Britt, what did you think of the trailer for Leap? Actually, the original title was Ballerina. Mm. Uh, it stars the, the voice talents of Elle Fanning and Dane DeHaan. So... 
What'd you think of this trailer, Britt? This oh, is your yeah. uh, this is your thing, this animated movie thing. I know. So, so I I was seeing posters for this, and I think some of the posters were a little misleading for what I had I had seen. Because uh, I was under the impression that the dancer was going to be the boy. Yeah. And I had really wanted that. That would have been, especially given the time it's in, that would have been way more interesting. Yeah, so I thought it was two people that ran away to be dancers together. Mm. Um, and said, the boy is the inventor. He's the thinker. Yeah, because she's the artist. Yeah, so like I'm yeah. a little upset with that, that we're going like with the, the normal gender stereotypes here. Right. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of how this is looking. I also don't like Elle Fanning. Yeah, her voice was bugging me like and I I'm couldn't just... figure it out until you just said it was Elle Fanning. And <laughs> I'm like, go. oh. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Beguiled there... put the last nail in her coffin for me. Yeah, seriously. I mean, there are some moments in the trailer that are interesting. Like, and it sucks because the interesting parts are the boy parts. It's the, yeah. you know, all the invention stuff. I think yeah. that looks kind of cool. I really with, wish it had been switched. And right. this would have been so much better if so the girl with was the inventor. Especially with Paris and, in the background. Yeah. You see the Eiffel Tower being built. I mean, it's there's some cool art there, but There's an the animation style yeah. for the characters, too. That I don't like the big bobblehead look. It's yeah. not a big fan of that. Yeah. And it also looks like it's um, taking from... Oh, crap. Ever After? Because that's what I was thinking with, like, the inventions and the... No, there's something else, but... Eh, there was whatever. like a, the the actual animation style. Oh, the actual. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just also it just didn't It's boring. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like there was much there. It was like so this girl really want, really wants to be a dancer and he really wants to invent things and by the end both will happen. Yeah. Like it's just like it doesn't see and it seems like there's only two real main main characters and then there's teachers and stuff like that, but there's there's no like fun sidekick. There's no like it's yeah. just like you know, if you like, I know people who didn't like Tangled very much, but they really loved the horse and they really loved the, the lizard, right? So you have that to go on. Where chameleon. Well, what, is, it, is a chameleon a lizard? Yes, I'm just yeah, saying. Thank you. Um, so, Pascal. Yes, Pascal, that's right. Is the best part of the movie. So if you, if you have an animated movie with these two main characters and you aren't drawn to them for whatever reason, then in this it looks like you have nothing to hold on to. Yeah. So you better really like Elle Fanning and Dane Don. Like, that's, mm. yeah. So kind of a uh, kind of not the best reaction to that. So a movie I will not be watching for once, yeah. unless it goes on Netflix and I'm really bored one night. Right, it it could happen. Yeah. Uh, the second movie we're gonna take a look at is actually it's available on VOD already because it's a really really independent film. Like it's getting no. I, I don't think it's it's maybe playing in one or two theaters. Um, and it's called Dave Made a Maze. So, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> so it looks like essentially the story is like this: this girlfriend comes home. And her boyfriend, Dave, has built a maze out of cardboard, and he's inside it, and he's lost. And Which could be real life here. I would never build anything. That's Let's be real. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, but the, you could be lost in the house. Yes, that could happen. Uh, the one thing that really bothered me in this trailer is that they've outright stolen a line from Doctor Who and, like, not paid any oh, homage I, I to it. I think I missed it. Oh, yeah, oh the bigger on the inside. It's bigger on the inside. Yeah. Like, that's the ultimate, like, TARDIS connection and they don't say anything about it they just use that as if it's something he said mm -hmm. and that was weird to me like it's not insulting but it's just kind of like why would you use those words if you're not gonna like make a doctor who joke and maybe they do right. in the movie yeah i don't know might, but... but yeah so that's also probably them trying to like maybe grab at the fandom i don't maybe. know but all maybe. you're gonna do is incite wrath yeah <laughs> yeah um, I thought the effects look really fun and really cool. All this stuff inside the maze looks really... Where everything really... is, like, paper. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, I feel like this 
this one has a chance of either being like really funny cult movie mm. or this is a piece of garbage and why did I just waste all this time or watching both. it? Or both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it, um, yeah, it's something that feels like it should be a short film. Yeah. As opposed to like, it should it, not be. And a it's story. not really long. I just looked, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, but still, that's too long for so this. It setup. feels like this is stretched. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I no. think I would like to see it just, um, just for just the effects. Your name. Your well, that too. It's, it's a good name. Uh, but of course, this Dave is going to be a fucking loser. I just know it. So <laughs> I'm not sure I want to see that. But I just think the the kind of world building and some of the practical stuff they're doing with the animation look really cool. Mm-hmm. So it'd be worth a watch, I think. What about you? Is I'm it something you'd want to watch? You're on I the fence. Know. Okay. All right. All right. So the last movie we're going to talk about and the movie we're going to cover has actually been out for a while, but there is nothing coming out this week. Uh, there's supposed to be a movie called Tulip Fever coming out, which that was... weird. Well, it's a, it's a period movie, so it's probably something you'd really like, okay. actually. Um, the, the woman who is in Ex Machina mm-hmm. is in it. She's like the main character. But this, apparently I just read up on it. It's now been pushed back a week, and we're going to try and cover it on the show. But this, this movie was supposed to come out like in 2014. Wow. Like it's just been pushed back and pushed back and changed. And so who knows? So this week we're going to cover a movie called Lady Macbeth. Um, which is out in some independent theaters um, and probably will be out on VOD relatively soon. So it's basically about this woman, this this young bride who got sold into marriage and then uh, gets treated really poorly by her husband, it looks like, and starts an affair with one of the people who works for him. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of this trailer? Uh, I'm actually interested, but I think it's because it follows like most of the storylines that I like from that literature genre. And costumes. And costumes. Oh my God, the <laughs> costumes are really good in this. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I want to see... I, I do want to see it. I think it hits a lot of the things that I like in period pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find and it And an interracial relationship, yeah. too. That's yeah, cool. and I think, it, I think it's interesting that they call her Lady Macbeth. Mm. Like, uh, they know she's going to do some shit. Yeah, so you're like, oh, <laughs> things are going to get... Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you see that... If you see that title and don't, like, take a step back, then you probably have not read or seen Macbeth. I mean, honestly, like, like, the cover for this is brilliantly done. Just her sitting? Her sitting with the Mm -hmm. name across. Yeah. Like, the color of her dress. Like, it's it's on point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to see this. Um, I'm glad we're actually going to get to cover it. I'm going to get to see it. Um, It's nice to see... It's nice to see a period piece with a, a woman in the lead who doesn't look like she bows to men except when except when they're not in the room like there's a lot of feminism inherent in period pieces Mm -hmm. but it's usually when the men are out of the room right and i like the fact that she is standing up for who she loves and what she wants to do with her life even though she has literally been sold as a piece of property along with this land so i'm really interested to see kind of of see where this goes and what steps she takes to protect the people that she cares about Mm -hmm. so so yeah, so that's the movie we're going to cover. Does it look like out of those movies I made the right choice? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. All right, so uh, the movie we're going to pair that with uh, next week is another movie about a woman willing to do just about anything to protect herself and the people that she maybe cares about, and that's To Die For, which is a Nicole Kidman movie from the late 90s directed by Gus Van Sant. Have you ever seen this one? No. Okay. Maybe maybe you should check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the file and you can watch it. It's... Mm. Uh, it's a good one. It's uh, it's relatively early Nicole Kidman. I remember it being a big deal because it was like before that. Maybe it was like right after she and Tom Cruise split, split up. But she had always been this kind of goody two shoes character in a mm-hmm. lot of her movies, and this was definitely not that. Wait, what are we uh, doing for for my movie then? Uh, I'm gonna figure that out. 
I haven't figured that out All yet. Right. So if you have any ideas, I am open to ideas. So that means Dave has really no yep. idea. Why did anything jump to mind when you were no, like, No, I was just do? I was just curious. Okay. All right, uh, anything else to add before we finish up here? I'm tired and I want to go back to bed. Okay, we're going to let Britt go back to bed. All right, as I mentioned, next week we'll be doing uh, To Die For and Lady Macbeth. And until then, I will be here diagnosing your favorites and judging you for what you watch. You know, let's just just talk about Queen of Earth, man. That that was fantastic, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Guess we'll get started so I can throw this up tonight. Oh wait, that, that wasn't it. I thought we were halfway yeah, we're, through. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm we haven't even begun. So sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't this even. This shit's started. gold that I'm giving you right now. Yes. What's that <laughs> movie? What's it IMDb? called? Come yeah, on. gold. <laughs> Fantastic Beast. No, that's not it. Yeah, this is. I don't know why I bother having structure. This is what people want. <laughs> Be surprised. Uh. Miner's lady, stranger to blue water.